Welcome to the Crossroads Community Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. We're starting a brand new series today called FOMO. I wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit and just kind of give you a, a launching pad into this. Uh, the FOMO stands for the fear of missing out. I don't know about you, but there's probably not an acronym that fits me more than this one concept. In this series, I want to do something a little bit different. Like what I want to give you today is I want to go ahead and give you the deep breath and the answer in God's word as far as how do we deal with this thing called FOMO. And we're going to be in Matthew, Matthew in an amazing, amazing scripture in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 here in just a minute. But I think here's where most of us sit. It, It goes back to my younger years. I had a pastor that made this comment multiple times in service and I think he had great intentions, but the way I took it, it absolutely scared me to death. And here's what he would say. He would talk about Psalms, Psalms 35 to be exact, verse 4, and talk about how, how God has this ability to give us the desires of our heart. And he would make this comment. He'd say, I believe one day we're all going to be in heaven, and, and we're going to be seeing all these things that God has provided for us. And, and over in the corner, we're just going to see this this humongous room that has all these different files and different things in it that just goes on for days and days. And we're going to ask God, what in the world is all that stuff? And and he's going to reply to us simply this. Those are all the blessings and the desires that I had for you, but that you never asked for. Now, that seems like a kind of a neat theology. It's totally backwards. But it prayed in me a concept like, man, I don't want to miss out. Like, I don't want to have something happen that I don't get everything that God has for me in this life. Like, I don't want to ever get to the end of life. And, and if we're in heaven, if we're at this point where, we, where we're sitting there talking to God, now I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you a little bit of my theology here. A lot of people ask, what's the first thing you're going to do when you get to heaven? Are you going to try to find old family members? Are you going to? But it's one of those things that all these things, here's what I think we're really going to do. I think as soon as we hit the point where we see Christ for the first time and we fall at his feet, I don't think eternity is long enough to worship him. But it's one of those things that I think we're going to be worshiping Christ nonstop. And I don't think eternity is long enough for us to worship him with the way when we actually get in his presence. But I think one of the concepts that's there that kind of is birthed in me is this aspect of of what is it really going to be like? What is life really going to be like? And am I missing out on something that God has for me? If you're going to take notes, you can put it in your phone, turn in your phone, turn on the tablet, turn on whatever you have. You can write it on the back of that sheet. Write down two things. I think there's two things that unintentionally create such a spirit of missing out in us. And it's, it's really magnified in our American culture. Now, if you were with me last week, you know there's not a bigger patriot than me. But there are two things that really hit us that cause us to have this fear that we feel like we're going to miss out on something that God has for us. The first thing that I want you to write down, two things that create FOMO. Number one, our choices. For some reason, somebody along the line has told us the power of our decisions, the power of our choices will direct everything in our life. And that almost there's this concept like, if I make the wrong choice, then I'm going to miss out on what God has for my life. Choices 
are a part of life. The greatest choice is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That is the choice. And realize once you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, then the rest of itself worked out. But it's amazing how our choices live past our present day, correct? A.K.A. my shirt. We have one little mishap. I mean, it really wasn't even that big of a deal. I mean, it just was a firework flipped over, shot across the pond, hit a kid on a raft. Nobody was injured. But a few years later, you know, some of our amazing people, a.k.a. one of my elders, wants to bring me a gift. And I'm like, okay, sweet, I love gifts. You know, I, 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 I have the gift. Like some people have the spiritual gift of giving. I have the spiritual gift of receiving to counterbalance your spiritual gift of giving, right? I'm joking there. And it very simply it says, firework director, I run, you run. One simple choice, right? And in that choice, you turn and go, wow, will we ever do fireworks again? Yes, we will, always. In fact, we're on a little bit of a streak now. If everything goes as normal, I'm going to be a little bit disappointed, to be honest with you. But it's one of those things, it's amazing how we feel like the choices that we make will hinder what God has for us. Now listen to me, I need to hit this from a very biblical concept. The choice of you being in control of your life hinders you from having life more abundantly because you weren't created to be your Lord. That's the choice that changes everything. But there's nobody sitting in this park today, there's nobody that's going to hear my voice through a podcast that's been disqualified from having everything that God has for them just because they made a decision in a moment. Like God's grace through the cross is big enough to overcome your choices. That does not mean that we can live in this spirit of grace and just do whatever we want to. We can't live habitually in a lifestyle of sin and expect God to bless us. But what we can do is when we accept Christ and make him Lord of our lives, we don't have to live in a spirit of fear that we're going to miss out because God's ability to trump your choices is astounding. The second thing that I think really messes us up when it comes to this fear of missing out it's not only do we struggle because of choices that we made, but we struggle because of this thing called the comparison game. Like it's already started, right? You've been on social media the first week, and you're like, everybody went to the beach last week. Like, is there like an issue with employment in America? Because nobody's got jobs. Everybody's at the beach. Like, what's going on? And, and you may have talked to your significant other, your spouse, or to your children, or working out your summer plans, and you're like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do this summer? Well, you know, we were planning on doing a few things around the house, and maybe going to, you know, Lake Winnie, and maybe go up to Dollywood. Is that it? That's all. We well, we were going to go camping down at Harrison Bay, and, and you're like, what do you mean, and? What's the and for? Well, look. Do you not see that everybody in Cleveland is at the beach? Like they all show back up. You've seen it, right, this week? Everybody shows back up, and you're going into a store, and somebody gets out of their van, and they look like they've been in the sun for like six hours a day for the last ten years, and they got this glow about them, and you're like, they've been to the beach. And the first thing you do is what? Well, I want to go to the beach. Now listen to me. If you were to describe what a perfect vacation in my life is, I literally joke around about this. I want to get as close to the edge of the world without drowning. I want to sit down, and I just want to stay there. I don't have to do anything. 
I can just sit in the sand and watch the water and play with the kids and hang out with Amy Lou. And at the end of the day, I was like, I don't even know what we did, but it was a good day. But isn't it amazing how the comparison game makes us not only, number one, start making choices to keep up, but it also gives us this sense of like, oh, my goodness, I'm afraid I'm going to miss out. Well, let's dive into God's word very quickly, and let's talk about the biggest remedy, what you need to understand, what's going to help you to live your life, not in a spirit of missing out, but understanding that you can grab a hold of everything that God has for you and then some. In fact, in Psalms, you've heard this quoted many, many times, Psalms chapter 37, verse 4, which is a psalm that was written by King David, who was the dad. He wrote it in his older years. You know that because of verse 25 of this psalms. But he writes this, Delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. i got a question for you. What's the biggest thing you desire? Like, before we go into what I'm really worried about missing out on, can I ask you a question? What is it that you really, truly desire? Well, let's go to Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. And let's listen to what God says. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Then listen to the comparison. He's trying to give you value here. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more nor gather? Are you not more value than they? Verse 27. And which of you being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lily of the fields, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the uh, oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what she will wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. One thing I want you to understand that's going on in this scripture, very, very familiar scripture that you need to grasp is number one, you need to understand your role in creation. But it's one of those things that it's just, it's about life, right? But what God does, he says, listen, you are worried about so many things in your life. You're so worried about missing out. But if you will stop long enough and just look at creation and look at the way it works, are you not more valuable than all these things that are naturally taken care of? Think about that for a second. Are you not more valuable than the birds of the air? Are you not more valuable than the grass? Are you not more valuable? I mean, what is more valuable? What did he, he speak into existence and create for a relationship? What is the one thing that everything's been hinged around? His whole creation 
He created this one figure called man, Adam, and gave him dominion and wanted a relationship with him. And in Genesis chapter 1 and 2 and 3, he goes into the garden in the heat of the day and spends time. Everything he's done is based around the value of humankind and what they would be like if he was their Lord. But yet we get so consumed and we feel like that we're missing out because we're trying to find value. And then he says this. Here's the key. Verse 33. He says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Seek first his kingdom and righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. You know, it's amazing to me how many times we want to be in charge of our life and do our thing, and make our choices, and have God be a part of it, but then we, don't want, we wonder why we get to where we are, right? And I want you to know that one of the keys of that aspect of the desires of your heart, and we're actually going to study it, if you want to turn on your tablet or wherever you're at to Psalms 37, and then we're going to be done, is to understand where it starts, who's Lord, and what you have to do. You need to understand that one of the ways that we will overcome this FOMO in our life is understanding that if we will truly seek God first, then I promise you there's not anything you'll lack. You say, but Mickey, I I love Jesus. I've tried to do that, but, but I'm still single and I want to be married. Mickey, I love Jesus and I've tried to do that, but I'd like to have children. But, Mickey, I love Jesus, and I've tried to do that, but, 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 listen to me. As long as you're breathing, know that God's not done. I think a lot of times, it's not that God's not going to work something amazing in your life. The problem is he's not going to work it out on your timetable. Like the fear of missing out is not that you're really going to miss out on something. It's just you may not have it in the time frame that you actually want it to take place. It's kind of like our American dream, right? Have you ever thought about it? We work really hard. We build up money. We build up savings. So when our body starts to break down and we can't really do the things we used to do, then we retire and we have all the time in the world. And it's like, why don't we flip that? Why don't during our 20s and early 30s go do whatever we want to when we're able to do that and then spend the rest of our life paying for it? Because by the time, for some people, by the time they get to retirement, they get ready to really enjoy this thing called retirement, they've been so abusive on their body that they can't do the things they used to be able to do. And we take that concept of the earth, and we try to put that into our spiritual life. And we feel like that, you know what, the greatest days have to be when I'm young. Well, listen to what David wrote when he was old. Psalms 37, verse 1. I want you to listen to this comparison. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers. For they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. You know what he's saying? The same thing that Jesus talked about in Matthew. He's like, listen, don't be anxious. Don't play a comparison game. Don't worry about these things. And listen to what he keeps going, verse 2, or verse 3. Trust in the Lord, and then underline these if you have a paperback, and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. 
Underline that if you have a paperback. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. I love the word where he says, if you will commit to him, if you will delight in him, if you will do these things, then he says, he will act. Listen to me. I think for a lot of us, our biggest struggle is we want to go and do life every way that we want to do it. And we're saying, Lord, will you bless it? God, I want to do everything that I want to do. I want to do this for a career. I want to do this in my relationships. I want to do this with my lifestyle. I want to do things my way, but I want you to be God and bless me for it. And God says, you know what? That's not the way it works. In fact, if you wonder this this aspect in verse 4 as far as how he will give you the desires of your heart, the reality is, is that he does that because of the first part, right? If you will delight in him, then he will give you the desires of your heart. You say, why, Mickey? Why is that such a key? Because I believe the desires of our heart changes, right? Okay, I talked to some of our older people, and when I say older people, everybody that's over the age of like 28. You know, it's amazing how quickly everything changes and what you think you want and what you actually want as you get older, isn't it? You know, it's amazing some of the things that you were so intrigued about hoping you didn't miss out. You actually did some of those things and you're like, you know what, that really wasn't that big of a deal. I had a little bit of this yesterday. I found out last night that A1A, the Jimmy Buffett tribute band, was in concert at Camp Jordan. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit upset that nobody told me about this. Nobody invited the pastor. You say, you can't invite the pastor to Jimmy Buffett. Hey, baby, I got sharks to the left like everybody else. But it's one of those things that when all this stuff is going on and they're talking about land sharks and all this stuff, you're like, oh, you can't. Why? Because we've got it in our mind that Christianity is something that means that we don't do things and we miss out on things or we're going to miss out on other opportunities. Well, because I don't do that. Because why? Well, because I love Jesus. Listen to me. God being Lord of your life, Jesus being Lord of your life is not you missing out. It's actually you gaining life. Like if you ever spent a little bit of time with me and my family, you'd realize very quickly, we're about as normal as can be. And we like to go and have fun just like everybody else. And if you let me on the phone and I start rocking the music through Spotify, you're going to find out real quickly that I, I love the 80s. And I love everything about it. And there's a lot of different things you say, but Mickey, how can you do those things? Why? Because listen to me. Because I know where my delight is. I'm not talking about living in disobedience. I'm not talking about turning a, a different way. I'm not talking about going and doing stupid things. I'm not talking about trying to qualify my decisions based on, well, I have a relationship with Christ so I can do whatever I want to. No, I'm talking about the fact that because of who I serve, I can delight in him and I can have a life that's more abundant. Can I tell you what we're building up this summer? Can I tell you why we're doing all the things that we're doing, whether it be the park or the fireworks or the Braves game or the pool parties with the kids or the students going on different trips to amusement parks or the game nights with the women or some of the community groups that are going to launch? Here's the bottom line. Listen to me. Let me sum this up. 
if Christians can't live a life that people want a part of, I don't know who can. When people look at your life, do they feel like they're missing out? And I want to make sure you've heard me say this from the stage before, but I want to make sure that you hear me very clearly. If you want to live a life not worried about missing out, if you want to know exactly what it is God would have for you, it's very simple. Make sure you're in his word. And make sure you're spending time praying. Because I promise, if you're in his word regularly, and you're praying regularly, you won't miss out. If you're encouraged by today's podcast and would like to hear more messages, visit us at crossroadscommunitychurch.com.